third of US adults use universal streaming guides. The CEO of new market entrant Unify explains the market dynamics and the killer feature that will ensure the success of his service. Listen on to learn more. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media. And today is July 13th, 2023. Content discovery in the streaming world is a really big problem. I know you're struggling with the many services that you have, and I am too. Well, this struggle to find something to watch among all the services has given birth to a whole new category of app, the Universal Streaming Guide. At the end of June, a new participant in the market launched from PlayOn called Unify. That's Y-O-U-N-I-F-Y. This week's podcast is my conversation with the company's CEO, Jeff Lawrence, about the new service, what makes the Universal Streaming Guide market tick, and Unify's killer advantage. But first... Are you using the trackers feature on the Endscreen Media website? Each tracker pulls together the latest data on the streaming media industry, making it easy to grasp what's happening in a quick three-minute read. You'll find trackers for industry leaders like Netflix, Roku, and Disney, and industry overviews covering the most recent data for traditional pay TV and the US TV industry as a whole. And if you'd like to sponsor the trackers feature, why don't you send an email to sales at endscreenmedia.com. Now, back to the podcast. According to TiVo's latest video trends report, universal streaming guides are already very popular with consumers. 35% of US and Canadian adults are using them. And providers such as Real Good, Just Watch and Screen Hits TV are helping tens of millions of viewers figure out what to watch next. So is there really room for another participant in the market? Well, Jeff Lawrence, who's CEO of PlayOn, certainly thinks so. In this interview with him, recorded on June 26th, just after the launch of Unify, he discusses why he launched the service, how some of the app's key features work, and what makes it the must-have guide in the category. We also discuss many of the dynamics impacting the universal streaming guide market, including monetization, competition, and limitations. In other words, this interview is a great primer on the universal streaming guide market. And given how important the guide is to any streaming service in being found, it's a must-listen episode, I think, of End Screen Noise. I'll include some screenshots of the app and I may even include a video of the app in this posting on my website. So if you're listening to this podcast or your podcast manager, zip over to endscreenmedia.com and look for the latest end screen noise. And that's where you will find uh, the video. And uh, while you're there, make sure you sign up for the end screen media newsletter, weekly or daily editions. It's free, of course, and comes to you direct to your inbox. Now, let's get on with the interview. And I'd like to welcome Jeff Lawrence, who's CEO of PlayOn, to the podcast. Jeff, welcome. Happy to be here, Tom. Thank you. 
So, Jeff, why don't we start off with you giving us a little bit of an intro to PlayOn, which is the company that's introduced this new product called Unify. Sure thing. Uh, so PlayOn's been around for quite some time. Uh, we actually launched our first product uh, for, uh, for streaming services to consumers back in 2008. Uh, we were, back then, we were a way to get content off of your computer screen and onto your TV screen through primarily game consoles back then. And then we expanded into uh, what we call a streaming DVR or a streaming video recorder. Uh, this was built well before apps like Netflix allowed you to do downloads. We built the ability to take those streams off of your desktop and record them so you could watch them offline. Uh, and at, for, for a number of years, plan was the only way you could, for example, watch Netflix on a plane. Uh, and over time, that obviously the value of that is diminished as, as native apps are, you know, allowing downloads for consumers. So in the last few years, we were thinking about how do we, you know, take some of the pieces of our platform, our play on platform and reposition it for a different purpose. Uh, and that's what gave birth to Unify. Uh, Unify is a universal streaming guide. And what was in play on just sort of a means to an end, a way to find content to record um, that whole browsing architecture way of searching and browsing for content in plan was a way to get to a recording. We took that capability and made some improvements to it and delivered uh, a universal personalized streaming guide that we think is very differentiated in, in what is otherwise a crowded marketplace in that uh, Unify actually goes out and grabs in real time your personalized viewing history, stuff that you've walked, that you've added to your watch list and all your favorite streaming services, stuff that you're in the process of watching so that appears in the continue watching carousel of each, each given streaming services, stuff that's being recommended to you by each underlying streaming services. We bring all that actual data in as reported by those underlying native apps and present it to the consumer in one single universal guide. So it makes it super convenient to not have to kind of Go into Netflix, see what's being recommended back out of Netflix, go into Hulu, see what's being recommended back out, go to, you know, kind of mentally keeping track of your continue watching and your watch list and all these different services. And so that's what we delivered in Unify. We launched it last week on iOS and Android. Uh, it's off to a great start. We're getting really good feedback. And I, I think we don't have a lot of metrics to share just yet. It's, it's brand new. But one of the most exciting things that we've seen is we, we were a little concerned that sort of that hurdle of having to connect Unify to all your underlying streaming services by logging in might have been considered to be a little bit burdensome on the consumer. And what we're seeing so far is that's not the case. Once people download the app and, and create a Unify account, they're connecting to five, six, seven, eight streaming services on average. Um, so we're, we're pretty excited about that as sort of a usability metric um, to start. Yeah, that is, I think, a huge differentiator for Unify. I mean, I've I've used Real Good and Just Watch and several of the other cloud uh, cloud guides or universal streaming guides, as I think we're calling this category. Uh, and not having your recommendations, not having your Just Watched list available, I find a big handicap the fact that you have to keep rating. And, and telling those apps what's going on is I very, very inconvenient. So this is a really big differentiator. So talk to us a little bit more about how you're doing this. It's, it's clearly something that the others have shied away from. Uh, why, why did you jump into doing it and how, how does it work? Sure. So we, we took a pro, an approach that's common in other industries of, of an aggregator kind of model. Um, so the one we like to point to is the fintech space. There's a couple of big players in fintech. One is called Plaid. 
Another is a, a brand called Mint, which is part of the Intuit uh, suite of financial products. And what those platforms do in the financial world is let consumers link their checking account, their mortgage account, their credit card account, kind of all their different underlying financial institutions so that all their data can be brought into one universal financial portal. So you can see things like, you know, total net worth and all your transaction history across all your fintech services. From a technical perspective, we've taken a very similar approach with Unify in that we're getting the permission from the consumer. The consumer is actually logging into each of those services, that that sort of step that I, I described before. Uh, and once that's done, we're essentially acting as a browser sitting in between the user and the underlying service. And as the data comes in, instead of presenting that data in a standard browser, we're reformatting the data into a universal guide with our own user interface on top of it. So from a technical perspective, if you can open up your browser and see your watch list or see your continue watching list in Netflix or in Hulu or in Disney+, Plus that exact same data is being pulled into the Unify platform and just presented in a consistent, aggregated way. Very good. And and you're also allowing me to play the video directly right from, from within the app uh, and also watch it on TV, although you're not on TV. Tell us about that. Sure. So as our first uh, step or foray into this space, we, we added, as you said, a watch now button. So once you actually find a piece of content that you're interested in, uh, we'll present a watch now button and that button will take you to the underlying app on your mobile device, on your, on your Android or your iOS device. We'll launch Netflix and start playing the video of choice or we'll launch Disney plus and start playing the video of choice. Uh, of course, if you don't have that underlying app installed on the device, we'll take you to the app store where you can install it. Uh, and that was a nice start. Um, but to your point about getting to the TV right now to get to the TV, it's a two step process and which we intend to make better. And I'll get to that in just a moment, but. The process to get to the TV today would be to launch the Netflix app and then from the Netflix app or the Disney app or the Hulu app, click on the cast button or the airplay button and then start that video session on your connected device in the home. It's one extra step, uh, one that we want to eliminate. We don't think it's a huge barrier, but um, you know, it's a lot easier than the process that we described before of having to go into a million different services just to find what you want to watch. Um, where we intend to make improvements in the near future is in addition to that watch now button uh, to go directly to the native app on the device, we're going to have a, a cast to TV function directly in Unified. So we'll discover on the home network, your Roku devices, your, uh, your Google TV devices, your Fire TV devices, and we'll be able to launch those apps on the TV instead of on the, on the phone or on the tablet uh, and start the video playing on the TV that way. Right, right. So um, let's let's talk a little bit about getting on the TV because most of us are pretty used to using the interfaces that are provided with, either with our smart TV or using our Roku or, or whatever. Uh, so it would be really cool if this was actually available as an app on the TV. Talk to us about how difficult that is to do, both business-wise and uh, technology-wise. So we're not too bullish on this particular topic because the, the industry seems to be trending in the direction of the platform providers blocking the ability for app A to launch app B with a deep link. Um, that had been a capability that was available on Roku for uh, like a decade. And then recently they disabled that that capability. And there's been mumblings that uh, Fire TV is, is going to be doing the same. So far, Google TV has chosen to not block that. So with respect to building an app for the TV, we could do it. Uh, 
uh, you would still set up your accounts and link your accounts on your mobile device because that's a very data entry intensive process, which belongs on a on a mobile device. But then once the accounts were set up, we certainly could present all the content to you on your Roku in a native app or on your Fire TV in a native app. The problem is once you found the content that you wanted to watch, if that trend continues that I just described, you wouldn't be able to click a button and then have have it launch into the content that you want to watch automatically. You'd have to back out of Unify, go into the chosen app of choice, excuse me, the app of choice, and then re-find that particular piece of content. Maybe, maybe there's still value in that, but at this time, we're sort of in a holding pattern on whether or not that would be worth all the effort of building a, a nice, you know, TV UI to find content that you couldn't actually click on to watch. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that uh, the industry is going this way. Certainly, the the smart TV manufacturers, the TVOS manufacturers, many of them are making a pretty decent living off of controlling that experience. So I'm not surprised that they're not correct. They're not cooperating with you. Um, how which devices will the casting work with? I know that Roku and um, Android TV, Google TV, and Fire TV, they all have casting protocols. Will you be able to support all of those? Yeah, so in various ways, probably the most robust will be uh, Google TV devices, Android TV devices with yeah. the cast with the native cast function. That should be a full fledged cast controller with you know uh, full trick play, all the all the features and functions, bells and whistles. Roku will probably get close to that, perhaps not quite you know full scrubbing position slider to go to any arbitrary point in the video. It'll just be more of a fast forward rewind kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but for the most part, we'll look substantially similar to the to the Android TV one that I just described. Fire TV will probably be the least limited. We think all we'll be able to do there is launch the video, and then just present you with a a standard you know quote unquote dumb remote that lets you do the fast forward and rewind instead of picking up a physical remote. But it wouldn't have the feedback to present to you you know the position bar within the video that that two way channel. So that would be that would be the order. Most robust Google TV, then Roku TV, Roku TV, then Fire TV. Not Apple, not Apple TV. Uh, pro- great question. Um, maybe, but probably not. We've never really dug in on kind of understanding what it would take to to reverse engineer the AirPlay protocol for another app. In other words, we we know how to cast content that's coming from our system, but not necessarily starting an AirPlay session for content on another system. So that's kind of the down on the list, you know, lowest on the list. Got it. So that's great. Uh, yeah, the ability to do that to cast, I think, is pretty important. Uh, that That's certainly something I'd love to see. One of the things I really like is it, you don't just pull in favorites. You pull in my what I've been currently been watching and also the recommendations. So it's a pretty complete set of information that you give me and you blend all of those together for the apps um, this seems much more comprehensive than i get from uh, the unified search for example on a roku or a google tv um, am, I, am i right on that i mean yeah again you know we are literally pulling everything that you would see in those those underlying apps where i think in my understanding of the way you brought up the example of universal search on roku they're just sort of like using a generic catalog that they source from a data provider uh by the way as a sidebar we've noticed that that catalog tends to be a little bit delayed in terms of new titles arriving and titles leaving it's it's a little bit out of sync with with uh 
the actual availability of content on the underlying streaming services, that's perhaps an opportunity for us to offer our real-time capability there. That's a, that's a separate issue. Uh, but so what you're seeing today, you, you mentioned the recommended list. We're actually pulling in each underlying service provider's recommended list and then merging it into one common recommended list. We think that's very valuable. It sounds like you do too, and, and we're happy to hear that. But we think we can get a lot better there in that right now, like I said, we're just combining lists. But in the near future, because we can see all of your viewing activity across all these services, we can take all that viewing activity across services and make recommendations across all services in a way that we think, from a machine learning perspective, will be much more uh, targeted, much more relevant, because Netflix is great at recommending Netflix content to you based on what you've watched on Netflix. Disney's great at recommending Disney content to you based on what you've watched on Disney. We'll be able to make recommendations to you across all services based on what you watch across all services with the key thing being not based on what you remembered to tell us. We'll actually be able to see what you've actually watched, where you've abandoned, what you've liked and disliked on those different underlying services. So this has the potential to, to be you know, one of, if not the best uh, streaming guide recommendation engines in the world. Yeah, I think um, I think there is a great potential here to do a lot. Um, so let's talk about expanding the apps and services. Of course, I was delighted that I was able to centralize all of my recommendations and uh, watch lists from all of the primary apps that are available. So you've got all the big ones like Amazon Prime Video, Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, uh, I think you have Discovery Plus. Uh, that's probably not a complete list. But you still don't have some of the smaller services like I love BritBox. I'd love to see Brit BritBox in there, Curiosity Stream. How are you going to keep up with all of the many apps that there are out there? So there's a, a short-term answer and then a longer-term answer. The, the short-term answer is there are some services that we can relatively easily add. Um, in, in fairly short order. Um, and that's, again, borrowing from the work that we've done with our flagship product, PlayOn. Uh, the, the set of streaming services that PlayOn supports today is about twice as many. I think there's about 22 streaming services in PlayOn. We've only taken 10 of them into Unify that we thought were the most relevant to start with. So there's some, some low-hanging fruit there, probably Pluto TV, the Roku channel, um, Tubi TV are probably the three most obvious ones that we would move to um, in the near future. Um, taking what we've already built for plan and adding some of those additional uh, feature enhancements that are necessary to make it Unify capable. Um, beyond that, you know, there is both the pro and the con of the fact that we are intelligently in real time going in and fetching data from all these underlying services. There is some overhead to developing and maintaining each one. So we have to be prudent as a relatively small company to, to decide which ones are worth taking on. And, you know, we kind of listen to our customer feedback there. Um, so whether BritBox gets on there, you've obviously got a, a, a bit of a bias. I, I can tell on your accent. A little bit, little a little bit, bit yeah. of a bias. Um, whether that gets there or not, you know, will largely be based on the feedback we get. And, and quite honestly, how much we, we grow, how successful this becomes, how much capital we have available to invest in, you know, further product development such as that. Right, right. Yeah, that is always the, the biggest problem with a unified guide is just that there are so many darn services and supporting them all is really tough. Okay, so, and I heard you mention Fast, so it sounds like Fast is an area of expansion. So you mentioned, I think you mentioned For sure. uh, Pluto TV, Tubi, and... That was Roku Channel. Bro- the Roku, Roku Channel. Channel. Of course, yeah. 
yeah. could I not forget? Of course. Those are certainly the big three. So it sounds like uh, that support for those are coming? Yes, for sure. I would say within the next six months, those are almost certain to, to hit Unify. Very good. That's interesting there because um, I suppose you'll be assuming there that people have created a login because those services can be used without a login. Um, there really wouldn't be any point in connecting you if they, they didn't log in, right? Well, yeah, in terms of getting personalized information. Yes. Point. Yes. Um, you know, we could still, uh, we can have this debate. It, would there be benefit to bringing in the general catalog into the universal search, um, even even if we couldn't make it personalized? But we, we probably would require you to have an account in order to use it in Unify is most likely where we'll go with that. Yeah, and that's something it sounds like as you move more into making, um, using some of your own algorithms to prioritize and recommend the content that you're that you're providing, that might be an area of growth there where you can start supporting sure. unlocked in users there. Um, how, okay, great. So this is all great. I love it. Uh, it's a, it's an easy app to use. Tell us about how you're going to make money. Sure. So, you know, thankfully, we already have a business that's doing okay. The plan's kind of paying the bills today, um, which is important because, as I'm sure you've noted, Unify is a free app for consumers, which, of course, does raise the question, what's your business model? How do you make money? Today, we're using all that personalized information to target, to make the app useful and personalized and targeted to the consumer. But as we get more and more users, what we're hoping to do is take that data, aggregate it, and become, you know, one of the best sources of what people are actually watching, what they're liking, what they're not liking, you know, down to the, you know, the, the exact timestamp of when this, this viewing activity is occurring. Um, so essentially being, you know, the Nielsen or streaming or, or being a data provider to the Nielsen's of the world to augment their big data panels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we mentioned, I mentioned at the top before we got going with the interview that this is a very crowded space. So it's a very competitive landscape. I think you have significant differentiation with the ability to bring in the recommendations. But I wonder, I wonder how the, the cloud guides, the universal streaming TV guides, how they'll survive if, say, a Roku or a Samsung were to actually decide to do what you do. It seems to me like technically they could. Will they? Uh, well, if history is any guide, not for quite some time. Um, and we've made a bet that that's going to continue to be the case. So, yeah, is it is it feasible? Is it possible? Maybe. But I think today all these different platforms have significant gaps in what data they have access to. Uh, they have their own business priorities in terms of which content they're pushing over other content. They're really not. It's kind of ironic because Roku's original mantra was we're, we're content agnostic. We're just a yeah. new platform. And as they grew up and, you know, changed, they've now started to push their own preferences in terms of content. We're always going to be a neutral platform because we are not a streaming provider. Um, and, and then the last thing I'll say on that is to the best of our knowledge, we think that some of the streaming providers are actually precluding the platform providers from collecting this data from the consumer in the way that we are in their contracts. And obviously we don't have contracts with all those streaming providers, so we're not subject to that same constraint. So we think we'll maintain an advantage in that regard for quite some time. And hopefully at some point actually start supplying some of this data to those platform providers. Very good. So let's talk futures. 
Um, where do you see the the universal streaming guide business going in the not too distant future? And then, and then Ashley, we can talk a little bit about specifically about the future for Unify and some features that might be coming there. So why don't we start with how you see the market for universal streaming guides to evolve? Sure. So what we'll call this half a prediction, half a hope, um, <laughs> because I honestly do think it will happen. We, we think that as people more and more people are using Unify and getting used to this idea that the data about their, their activity and their preferences can be pulled in automatically. I think that the loyal followers of other apps like Real Good or Just Watch will start demanding that capability to be available in those apps. And we are in the process of building a software developers kit right now, an SDK, which will allow third-party developers to embed this account linking capability into their apps. So we'd like to think that over time, those companies are not going to be competitors of ours. They'll be partners of ours because this, this seems like a, a, an obvious feature to include. And why start from scratch and build a pretty complex piece of software when it's already built by somebody that's willing to license it to you? Very good. And okay, so let's talk about future features for Unify. Yeah, I, I think we, we already touched upon a couple of the big ones. So the... Direct integration to cast to a TV without having to first launch the native app on the device. That's kind of number one. Another one that we were, we were contemplating before we launched, but now that we've launched some of the initial feedback we've gotten has really sort of pushed it up near the top of the list. And, and in fact, in some of my previous discussions with you, you've mentioned this as well. We think that not just pulling in data from the underlying services, but actually being allowing people to add and remove from their watch list or like or dislike individual pieces of content within the Unify app, and then having that activity post down to the underlying streaming services is going to be a critical feature so that people will get used to being able to either do, you know, specify their likes and their dislikes within Unify or within the underlying platform if that's where they happen to be, and having all that data sync in both directions without having to remember to update two different places, which is what they have to do with, with those other apps that was uh, Universal Streaming Guides we mentioned before. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, that was that was one thing that came over to me when I was using the app. It's great to have all of the for for example in the continue watching list to have all of the things that I've been watching on different apps, but it just so happened that the first one you showed me I'd actually not watched for at least 2 or 3 weeks whereas others I had watched even that day they they weren't mentioned first. Yeah, uh, and then the third one is that uh, cross-service recommendation engine that we want to build. So instead of just you know combining lists of recommended from the underlying uh, streaming providers, having our own uh, machine learning-based recommendation engine uh, as a way to recommend content, that's that's kind of third on the list. Um, and then also just you know right now the I, we we think the the home screen is 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 quite usable. I think once you kind of start drilling down into particular episodic content, having some of the the metadata and the you know thumbnails and some of the the things that make the app a little sexier and easier to use once you're actually finding content and, and learning about it, we, we think we can make a little bit better in the near future as well. So those are the four main areas of focus in the next year. Very good. So so anyway, um, it's a great job on the app. There's a couple of features that we didn't even talk about, which I think people would enjoy. So you can click on the app and dig down into the specific content, get alphabetized lists of what's available on all the services that you care about. So uh, people should definitely check out Unify. As you've said, Jeff, it's free, so there's no barrier to not using it. And I hope that you'll come and tell us how things are going in a year or so. I will look forward to that, and I really appreciate the time we had today, Colin. Thank you. 
Thanks very much. Take care. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media. All rights reserved. Thank you.